This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Mark it down, Sunday, April 10th. It's the 35th annual All-Star Labor Classic, presented by Philadelphia's Organized Labor and featuring the best of the best, high school girls and high school boys in a city versus suburban showdown. It's the All-Star Labor Classic, a Philadelphia tradition, showcasing the very best high school girls and boys basketball players from the entire Delaware Valley. That's Sunday, April 10th, starting at noon. The live games will be played at Ridley High School. Now on Talk Radio Welcome in, everyone, to the John Doherty Hour as we broadcast to you live tonight on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with J. Doc, I'm Joe Krause, and of course, our gracious host, John Doherty, uh, joining us for uh, hour number two. John, a good Saturday night, my friend. How are you? How you guys doing? All right? We're hanging in there, buddy. We're, we're, we're uh, bracing ourselves because this, this uh, next hour is going to be about a lot of serious things. And uh, we're certainly prepared for it. Yep. And before we do that, and before we bring Wayne Miller into the conversation, and uh, we do start that, uh, as you said, Jay Doc, uh, uh, what will be a, a good hour of radio and a good education uh, for the uh, listening audience and for the public, uh, union and non-union who are listening to the uh, radio show. We're not preaching to the choir. We're talking to the audience uh, here on the John Doherty Hour. Uh, Doc, I had an opportunity to watch... Uh, in real time uh, on Thursday up at Steam Fitters Local uh, 420. I had a chance to watch in real time some of the great labor leaders in real action. And I know so many times on this show um, you've talked about uh, the incredible ability uh, of the union leaders that make up the um, network of uh, leaders in this city uh, wow it was great to see and watch at a really high level real significant event at Steamfitters local 420 it was industry day and it was great for us to be there well their industry day brings and the ua probably has the most diverse um professional group of contractors of any industry there's there's tons of them from Goldner to Chadwick to Neuter to Elliot Lewis. These guys have been in business for decades and they've grown with the times. They've modernized their partners with the UA. Actually, I have to tell you, a lot of our early training efforts that we had at Local 98 when I took over, you know, when I was working with, you know, Bill Wissenick and Ryan Burroughs as early apprentice training directors at Local 98 was modeled after what they did up there at, at, local 420, and the UA as a whole. But 420 was always, you know, the gold standard. Anthony Gallagher, who's now a big international player, and, of course, Jimmy Snell, who's just a dynamic leader. And you've heard me say on this show more than once that, you know, he might be the best we have at going everywhere. Ryan Boyer's really good. 
But Jimmy has like this national resume building now because he's all over the gas and fossil fuel arguments. And he's also part of, you know, the positive, okay, efforts of people to try to, you know, transition from the old way we fuel the world to the new way we're looking to, you know, which includes wind and, you know, solar, et cetera. But as we know now, Jimmy's also been sort of vindicated, you know, under some really terrible, you know, situations, you know, and uh, I don't even know what to say about Ukraine. I don't even know what to say, but, but I will get a little political statement. And I thought the president was strong today, real strong in his approach, you know, of uh, uh, when he talked to the country, he talked to the world, you know, from Poland today. Uh, but one of the things Jimmy Snell has said that, you know, the fossil fuel industry was not only the way that we make the world tick, but it was also an effect, something that kept the world safe. Because, you know, when we, we when we had multiple resources, rather just not some of these barbaric countries like Russia controlling that, that industry. Uh, with that being said, Jimmy and Anthony actually had a very good exchange. Jimmy was doing a wonderful job, and he was joking about that how was great. I, I saw has, that has has grown. And Jimmy and Jimmy said, "I even think it's you know we doubled the size of Anthony's." And Anthony said, well, "I can tell you one thing: you doubled the time it takes to introduce people." And that was just a great exchange. It was hilarious. You know? It was. It was and fantastic. But it just goes to show you that it just goes to show you how good they are. Now, before we jump off that, if you don't mind, I just want to get a plug in for that industry. And there's a couple people. There's Jimmy Snell and his agent, Mike Trofa. And there's a contractor by the name of Al Chadwick. And I have to tell you, there was a tragedy that occurred, you know, not long ago up on Chop Chop. And it was manufacturer liability. Okay, a piece of wood exploded, pressurized wood that probably shouldn't have exploded. A piece of gear fell and basically crushed the legs of a union, a a federal apprentice. I know because in them situations, nobody's prepared for that. And the actual visual, and I don't want to, you know, upset anybody, but basically the legs, and the kid's a really good friend of mine. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. And I think Scorsese is a great kid. Um, his legs were like loose leaf papers and people, and it was a local 98 guy that ran, took his belt off, formed a tourniquet and basically it's not only saved his leg, but probably his life, but it was so awkward when that occurs. Well, you know, when I was still the head of the building trades at the time and I watched the fitters and I watched Mr. Chadwick take care of this kid. And of course I, you know, I popped in as often as I could in three or four days. I was there just to, you know, let the people on the job know they did a tremendous job and we'll make sure this kid gets the best care that in the world. Wherever we would have had to take him, we would have made sure that arrangement. And I got, you know, an up-close version of him and he's working his way back. Well, Jimmy Snell today didn't call me to talk about Industry Day. He sent me a video of Andrew walking down at McGee. Now, he wasn't supposed to live, then he wasn't supposed to walk, then he wasn't supposed to have both his legs. And because, you know, I'm down at McGee on the waterfront and there's, there's also a young, young glazier who, you know, had a tragedy who's doing unbelievably well. And I've known him for five years. I watched him battle his way back for five years and I watched Andy battle, you know, and I'm down there with Sealy and these kids are tremendous, but it's, it's one thing to say about the, the, 
people in Philadelphia and the medical resources we have, but it's another thing to talk about being part of a Philadelphia building trade union and its members and its contractors because Al Chadwick has stepped up to the plate beyond any man's wild expectations, so much so that when I walk by, you know, Andy this week, I noticed he had a little belly. Now, he's walking all over the place down there. And I joke with him and I holler to his therapist. I said, man, I said, I think Al Chadwick's taking care of him too good. We've got to start working on the sit-ups, <laughs> right? And, and the kid got up and laughed. And Jimmy sent me the video today of him walking. So I just want to send that. That's not an industry up at 420. That's a family. And there is no adversarial positions. And sometimes the members don't like to hear that. But I'm going to tell you, in the competitive world we are, there's no, there's no place for politics amongst officers once you're elected. Okay, you're elected to represent the members as a whole. And there's no place for contractors and members, I mean, contractors and union officials to go to war over something that isn't significant and affecting the contract. And Al Chadwick deserves a gigantic shout out. My trophy deserves a tr- tremendous shout out. You know, Jimmy Snell, and of course, there's always our good chaplain buddy osborne who was there every step of the way so that industry day was a major success we got a ton of shout outs and the one thing i know you guys were going to touch base on but i'll jump the gun so we can move on but you know if you listen to kevin mahoney who is the head of penn medical talk about he would not have had penn first he would not have had any of them buildings if it wasn't for the building trades you know some of my efforts at the time and, and Kevin was waiting when I walked in, and I couldn't thank him enough for everything he did. But he talked about how, and he laughed because, of course, you know, some of the things that, you know, I, I, I bumped in in the last few months, you know, I do all the time. You know, I did every day for this industry. And thank God the stuff that I got, you know, a little bit of uh, an issue with right now, if I didn't do that stuff, it wouldn't have been that building built. And that was over a billion-dollar construction job. It was also added a modern hospital to this world. And Kevin was up there industry day because he has family in 420. Not only is he one of the top three or four power players in this region, but he was there to say thank you to the trades for bringing in a masterpiece of a medical building. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more, John. And, and certainly um, it was an incredible day. And, and uh, well said about Jimmy Snell and, and, and the leadership there. And we're going to segue right now. Um, into another leader who's, you know, right in the thick of things uh, throughout the city has been a great leader. We obviously had uh, Wayne Miller on hour one, and uh, we're having him. This is the first time I think we've ever had a labor leader on both hours. Um, And this is a decision we made, you and I, last week with Joe Krause, because Jimmy's been, uh, I mean, Wayne's been talking about these issues with Ellen and I, uh, and these are life, life-threatening issues for months and months. We can no longer do it in ten minutes, man. We gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta give them the whole kit and caboodle because it's so serious. Wayne, uh, welcome into the broadcast, brother. Let's start right off. Um, let's let's talk about these issues. Um, this this is your hour, brother. Wayne Miller. Do we have Wayne Miller on the line? While you're getting Wayne uh, back, while you're getting Wayne back, so yeah. you know, this has you have to understand. This is not again. Wayne has been saying this and screaming at the top of his lungs 
and somebody has to listen. I brought it up last time. This is no longer, this is a life safety issue every step of the way. This has nothing to do about building trades. This has nothing to do about union. You know what I say? This isn't a union, non-union issue. This is a non-union issue, you know, and Wayne knows it better than anyone. And the people around Wayne are perfect when it comes to how to explain this and simplify it. And look, Wayne, I was in the room when Wayne told the mayor, the labor department in the uh, L&I, the inspector general, he, he, you know, he told Marcel Pratt, who at the time was the city solicitor. He said, listen, he said, somebody's got to do something. Now, I told anybody who's running for governor, anybody who's running for, you know, an auditor general or a district attorney, these are criminal issues, Absolutely. too. This ain't somebody hiring somebody for 10 years. This is somebody intentionally defrauding the people who of, of what's required by the law. And so we got Wayne back on the line. Wayne, you yes. want to jump in, buddy? Yes, Joe. Uh, as Doctor was saying, this is, this is an ongoing thing for years and years and years and years. And we just don't get the help of enforcement from Al Anon. Give you an example. I'm going to start back two and a half years ago. A contractor that uh, continuously employed uh, non licensed workers, been caught. He also uh, had four people from his company go to the city under, director, uh, under a declaration of penalty of perjury. And they gave a report to the city that they didn't. Have, only one guy had a license. The other three had no license, no apprentice permits, and that they worked on the weekends for cash. And they just got there. They were there about two weeks, and they were asked to do this. So uh, this contractor has about 30 sprinkler fitters and 30 plumbers. So in my opinion, systematically, that this is rampant because you don't ask a guy that just comes to your company two weeks uh, into being hired to work uh, weekends for cash when the rest of your guys aren't doing that. So, but I can only quote on the, the four guys that went down. Okay. So they went down and they, they made under the declaration of penalty of perjury that they worked for the last two years, Saturdays and Sundays for cash. $300 on Saturday, $300 on Sunday. We have pictures of the buildings. We have pictures of the envelopes, the money. We have a spreadsheet on everything. Okay? And also that they weren't licensed. And also that they didn't install systems according to NFPA, which is the most grievous thing of all of this. So we met with the city. And that's just two and a half years ago now. So... Right away, Revenue said they would forego uh, the fees and penalties, but the guys will pay the taxes. No problem. They saved the money. That's not an issue. Then what we needed, we needed uh, uh, the guys to be able to uh, get away, get out of the area of paying the, the licensing law fine that we have under the contractor's license and also under the installer's license. So the city was, we asked them, that, you know, because otherwise these guys are not going to testify. So, uh, and they, they gave their information, but they're never going to go out and actually testify. So it took 10 months, 10 months for the city to give them the immunity. 10 months. Okay. All along those 10 months, they're working 
without a license, unqualified, unskilled, and not put and in and, and, and a bogus apprentice program and installing systems not according to code. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and they keep telling me, you have to have patience. Patience is two and a half years, okay? And still nothing is done. And as brazen as you can be, during that time, when he's being under investigation from the city, okay? During that time, he's being investigated for all these issues. He gets caught again by license and inspection on February 10th, 2021. And it, uh, the, uh, uh, an inspector caught him, and uh, he was installing a service line with a unlicensed worker. So this is why he's being investigated. And they find him $300 and find the individual didn't have a license $300. This is an ongoing process. Right Wayne, then and Wayne. there, right then and there, he should have his license taken away from him. Uh, l- let me jump on here so people can understand. Yeah, okay. Because we, we kind of picked it up in the middle. When somebody's mm-hmm. uh, got a project downtown, okay, you have mm-hmm. to file architectural prints, uh, engineering prints, so... Um, you know, they have to be approved at L&I, the whole deal. Then you, in order to get a, um, uh, you know, a use and occupancy certificate at the end, you need to have an inspection. Everything needs to be certified across the board. Um, these are standards that every building in the, in, in, in the city uh, has to maintain. And at the same time, even refurbishing a building. Uh, and, and, and so we're talking about the sprinkler systems, which are life safety. And so I want people to understand um, that this, I mean, I did it at my nightclub for for 15 years. I I couldn't even, I had to get uh, prints, the whole deal, everything had to be inspected, everything had to be stamped, Mm -hmm. the whole deal. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, it was just 100%. Now my last name's Doherty, and of course Mm -hmm. we're union guys and we're using all union contractors. Um, Mm -hmm. So we were held to the highest standard. I want mm-hmm. the people to understand that, you know, in, in relation to what you're saying and, and then pick it up from there and, and, and saying what these contractors that you're talking about, the non-union contractors are mm-hmm. not doing. What they're not doing is using license uh, installs. In the city of Philadelphia, we have two license in laws in the sprinkler business. We have the license in laws for contractors and we have the license in laws for the, the uh, installers. That's very unique. And there's a lot of uh, issues when you qualify for uh, a license. So you have to work 8,000 hours in the field and you have to have 800 uh, uh, classroom hours of training, okay? And then during that time, you can have an apprentice program. But when you get out, you have to uh, qualify to become a journeyman. But all of that aside, okay, the thing is, is that this issue with B&M consultants, all right, that he didn't pay taxes, okay, on these individuals and systematically through that company. That was grounds right there to shut that company down. So they have to do their due diligence. Okay, it's been over two and a half years now. But so brazenly, they, they got caught doing things again with unlicensed workers. And in the code in the city of Philadelphia, the code categorically states that if an unlicensed worker are found, the company's fire suppression contractor's license 
shall be revoked. Not maybe, it says shall be revoked. So this is two and a half years and nothing, and more than that, and nothing has been done. And, and, and repeated violations all along. That's one contractor. Then you have another contractor, Aqueduct. Aqueduct Fire Protection. The city sends out a notice. Intent to suspend aqueduct fire protection systems by a contractor's license for six months after they do their due diligence. So that has never happened. That's going back to April 2021. So that has never been done. And they have been receiving hundreds of permits to do work. Okay, when they were going to have their license suspended. So what we did, we did our due diligence, and we found what the code said, that license and inspection has the ability to stop a contractor in violation of getting uh, permits. That's not done. That's not done. And I'll tell you what he did. Aqueduct Fire Protection. 501 South 18th, 8th Street. They never hooked the fire pump up, and the people in the 28-room apartment, okay, 28-room apartment had no protection for one year. Okay, one year. How did they get a U and O? The following year, how did they get a U and O? That's another issue. This, the, uh, the inspectors give them the, 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 the certificate of occupancy. They could have never gave them the certificate of occupancy for that fire pump because you have to call the fire pump in, okay, on a, man, on, on a, on a, a tripping uh, mechanism that would, would, turn the fire, uh, would turn the pump on. That was never done because they couldn't do it because the sensing line wasn't there. That's what it's called. It, it calls the fire pump. In. Do you know what they told me? They That's told it. me someone removed the sensing line. That is not true. That could never happen. All right. These people were left in there unprotected until a, a, a year later when the system had to be inspected again. Every sprinkler system has to be inspected once a year. A contractor went in there, inspected the system, and, and this is what they came up with. This is what's going on in this city. This contractor's license should have been suspended. Ben Magnus's being in consultant's license should have been suspended. They don't do anything. And, and, they, and, and the many permits that they pulled is dangerous. Things are, are done wrong. And, and, and again, when you don't know the, the, how to install systems properly, okay, because when you submit your architectural drawings, like you said, give me an example, 401 Ray Street. They submitted their architectural drawings and said they were going to put a 750-gallon-a-minute pump in there, Okay. They put a 500-gallon-minute pump. They got a CO. That's not the case. You're not allowed to right, get that CO. It wasn't installed according to the plans. And these are things that are go over and over. And the only way any L&I finds out is through me. I let them know what's going on. Now, what we have to do, we have to jump through hoops. I have to call up number one, 311. They give me a number. I have to then email L&I. No, no transparency with L&I. They don't lo- let me know if they went after that job or didn't go after that job. They don't know if they took care of the issue or did not take care of the issue. Okay? And it, 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 it's what it does, it, it, it emboldens these non-union contractors to 
install systems not according to the Bible, the NFPA. And that's what they're doing. Now, you have Don Sweeten on the line there, too, right? Yeah, we're going to bring... issues... Did you bring Don in? Yeah, uh, uh, Wayne, let's do this. Let's let's pause for just a second. I want to bring Don into the conversation. Let's take a short... Let's take a short break. We'll pick it up on the other side. We'll introduce Don Sweeten. We'll get John's thought on what Wayne has referenced. Uh, This is Mm -hmm. the John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. The John Doherty Hour rolls on. Fast hour number two tonight on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Before we get out of here, Jay Doc, we will give everybody an update uh, on the Villanova game, the NCAA South Regional Final. Uh, now in the second half, we'll give everybody an update on that basketball game uh, before we say goodbye at the top of the hour. I come back to you, Jay Doc. I want to get John's thoughts in a moment. I do want to bring Don Sweeten into the conversation, but I lob it back to you, and I sit here and I listen to Wayne Miller and I sit here and I say, I try and put everything in the form of common sense. It doesn't make sense it, it that doesn't. it exists. It's I don't suppo- understand right. it. Right. It's supposed to be a, a cut and dry process. Uh, I want to bring in Don Sweeten uh, into the broadcast. Uh, Smoker for his local 692 business agent. Don, how are you? Good evening, guys. Good talking with you. It's great to have you on. Uh, two questions. Number one. Isn't there an accountability situation for these inspectors, number one? And number two, uh, comment on this situation. We know you're out there in the field every day. Uh, It's almost, uh, from what I understand, become almost an epidemic out there. That's the greatest word for it. It is an epidemic. Uh, Accountability. So um, March 15th, we just went into law in Philadelphia that anyone performing an inspection on a fire suppression system now has to have another level of a license. And to put that in layman's terms, you have a driver's license, which Wayne talked about earlier, would be your worker's license. And then a CDL license, that would be the equivalent of the inspection license. So that went into effect March uh, 15th, which is two years in the making, and we finally have that. So we will raise the level of competency in the inspection process going forward. As far as the epidemic you just spoke of, in the sprinkler industry, for uh, so I, I know of in the last three to four years, and I know Wayne goes back further than that, uh, these contractors are installing a valve where the, where the service comes into the building, and these valves are not monitored or uh, secured. And what that, basically what that means is you have a valve that if somebody accidentally or maliciously closes, your sprinkler system is, uh, is not functional. And the, there's, there's, there's potentially over 4,000 of these installed in the city. Uh, we filed, as Wayne said earlier, numerous 311 complaints. Um, the city, we were just on a Zoom meeting with L&I last week, and they used a scary word. They're trying to come to a resolution with this. And, you know, there is no, the only resolution is removing these valves. So you're right. This is an epidemic. Absolutely. 
Uh, John Doc, uh, if you would uh, weigh in, please. Yeah, listen, no, it's criminal. Okay, uh, it, it's ridiculous. It, it, you know, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy when it comes to, you know, we, we in the building trades, we in the labor movement have spent 25 years over issues that are nothing more than someone's interpretation of a law, basically administratively. And, and here for years and decades, Wayne Miller himself has been flat out showing people criminal activity, conspiracy-like activity, you know, things that will not only, you know, uh, uh, avoid uh, economic harm to people, but can actually burn people down. And when you, and, mm-hmm. and when you had the, the incident, you know, you know, about three months ago, you know, with the, at the the uh, Philadelphia Housing Authority uh, house, where you know that, that was terrible, the, one of the largest tragedies in the history of Philadelphia. I mean, it should make people oversensitive instead of no. Ellen, I look, I you know, I have my feelings. Ellen, I's corrupt in this town. Okay, they, they get compromised because basically they feed information to uh, sources and they get a free ride. You know, I've told you this. I've made this statement publicly. You know, it's an ugly system that's only getting uglier. But with Wayne, he's got it black and white. What's worse than people? He has, you know, proof of people getting paid cash for an extended period of time. It's unbelievable. I mean, somebody has to do something on that. I mean, listen, you know, and, and, and what happens is. People say, well, why did you, why, why did you like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I told people that labor leaders eat meat on Friday during Lent. I mean, that's the type of nonsense that they, these, these guys get immunity for, you know, and stuff like that. I got, I got a contractor who flat out wore a wire, okay, uh, when he got done, okay, after paying cash for four years, said that, hey, look, basically he told people associated with us, right, 20 minutes after it occurred after he was in a meeting with myself and other people where he was actually wired up, legitimate wired up. He said, well, you know, the four years are not paying taxes. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't have to worry about that. I just have to start biting by the little nail. That's not the, the, the world we live in. I mean, you can burn people down with that type of mentality. And Wayne has been there, and I, there's no other reason. Why, why do these inspectors refuse to shut these jobs down? Okay, why does the city solicitor refuse to take action? Why does the inspector general refuse to take action? Why does the attorney general, Jack Stolmeister, okay, you know, jumps up, does his job, locks up a couple bad contractors, then all of a sudden everybody's calling him because they think it's the politically right thing to do. This ain't a political thing. This is so life and death. Get out there. This so is life and death. listen to this show, and they listen to it more than you realize. And they listen to it when you post it. Okay? So I hope that some of the people in the law and order field, this is a no-brainer. This is a walk-in, talk to Wayne, talk to his people, you know, go and talk to the people who will be getting paid cash for extended periods of time. Okay? And never report it. Never file tax returns. Okay? Lock them up. Shut their jobs down. Make them dig their holes up. God forbid, we've been saying it for years, the first person that goes into a high-rise and makes them open up the walls, okay, it'll never happen again. It'll That's right. One time. That's all. Mm-hmm. Wayne, Wayne exactly. here's, what, here's, here's, yeah. what I don't, here's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Where Wayne is 
the check and balance? Where, when does that part of the process step in and end it? I don't understand it. Uh, Joe, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the, the only balance in the sprinkler industry today is local 692. We, if they would, they would not have, they wouldn't know about any of these things if it wasn't for us. Yeah, but, but, but Wayne, they don't inspect the, things and they don't have the training of L and I to go in and know what they're looking for. But besides that, when they're spoon fed to what they have to do, they're spoon fed that here's what the issue is. Here's the problem to solve it. I'm going to take one issue. It's a huge project. And I mentioned it before. It's Beach Street. And Don can tell you that on Beach Street, before there was one shovel of dirt taken out of the, the ground, we notified the city of Philadelphia, we notified L&I, we notified the general contractor who, who worked for the developer. And we told them, the contractor you're using is not a license suppression contractor, which means he cannot install that underground piping. Okay? This is before it started. And week after week, we would go down there and, and send L&I uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the notifications again that you have an unlicensed contractor and unlicensed workers stall, installing the sprinkler, sprinkler system underground. That job should have been stopped. If that job was one block from there, they would have shut that job down. I don't know why, Joe, they didn't shut this job down. And again, then what they did is that they, they took the fittings that bring the pipe into the, into the uh, buildings, and the fittings were not UL approved, which means you cannot install them. L&I gave them a waiver on 170, 137 units. They'll leave them in there, and the, the rest of the units will be installed properly. They don't have the authority to do that. They don't have the authority to change the code. They don't have the authority to allow a contractor who is not a licensed suppression contractor to install the piping. And they did. And the person that they, they that installed the piping was a union contractor. So this ain't a union, non-union issue. It was a union contractor using union people to do this. But it doesn't make any difference to me because it's wrong. And they should be dealt with severely. And that the company and, that did it could not even pull a permit to do the work or test the system. And they're allowed to go in there, and they gave these people COs. And what Don said, they, they, they installed the wrong backflow preventers. They installed the wrong valves, the two-inch valves. If we would have never said anything, those valves would have been installed. And a year later, when a, when a, when a, license, when a good contractor came back and inspected that building, the consumer would have had to pay the $15,000 to take up that uh, underground and put the right valve in. We made a stink down there, and they did it. So we got called in by a, 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 a person that owned a, a building there, and the person told us to take a look at his system. I said, I'll come down and look at your system. Me and Don went down. We checked the system out, and we said, we'll tell you what's right and what's wrong. They had a new valve in there that, because we made the stink. They took that one valve out, and they put a new valve in, okay, which, which is a butterfly valve, which can be monitored. Well, guess what? Guess what? The guy's been in there five months, 
and they never hooked up the valve monitorly, uh, electrically, to let you know if the system's on or off. And, and the thing is, and they get a CO for this. I don't know how they can get a CO. I don't know how they could do the underground. How? Who, who is God down there? Who lets this go on? This is nonsense, and it's a tragedy. Don, the, the contractor we, yeah, we, I told you about, listen to this. You, this is an important thing. The contractor aqueduct I told you about never hit the fire pump up. Don, Don, tell them about the mirror buildings and yeah, what happened. Tell them about that. So, so we, we, a system was installed about 2014 uh, by B&M Consultants. Uh, they installed two mirror buildings, one on Frankfurt Avenue and the other on Powerthorn Street behind it. They, they each had their own independent uh, condo associations, and they had, um, for about six years, B&M did the inspection there. There was never any issue, obviously. Uh, they reached out this past year to one of uh, our, our signatory contractor. Uh, he went in, did the inspection, and found some uh, issues and some serious issues. One of the main issues is in the parking garage, they're using antifreeze solution to protect that piping which is exposed to the cold weather from freezing which is perfectly legal however when you do that you need to change the backflow so that the antifreeze doesn't go back into the water supply that your neighbors anybody not associated could be drinking well they had the wrong backflow in there and if it failed you would never know it so you can pollute the public water to drinking supply the one condo association agreed to do the work paid our contractor to do all the repairs the other one did not they then found the next contractor to come along, Aqueduct. Aqueduct went in and cer certified the, the, uh, the system. We reported all this. The problem here is now this is now we're in the system, right? This is and this is going back to November. So here we are in April, and I do not. I have case numbers on all this. I do not believe there's a resolution. The problem here is the victims, and as uh, John said earlier, this isn't a union non-union thing. The victims here are these people that are buying these properties, renting right. these properties, because in about 10 years, they're going to be worthless from the quality of construction, and they're going to get hell with the bill of fixing all these issues. Now, Don, are they, is that water supply being affected in, 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 the, in the facility that chose not to, that, that chose to use a non-union um, contractor? Yeah, so to this date, and the best of my recollection, and I don't have up to date, but to the best of my recollection, that backflow preventer is still in place. And if it fails, and I don't want to get too technical, but there's different levels of backflow. There's a higher level that protects against this type of thing, and then there's a lower level that is for basic, basic systems. Once you introduce a chemical, antifreeze being that, you need to have the higher level of backflow. So if there's a failure, it dumps the water instead of it letting it go back into the public supply. The other one is a sealed device, so if it fails, it's going to go back into the public supply. So yeah, I mean this is, but this, and this is just one that we caught. You know, this is imagine how many of these are at. This is the problem we're dealing with. Everything we're bringing here, it's criminal what's going on, and to the level of trying to just get people to enforce the laws that are there. I, I really do not understand what's going on. But there's got to be a paper trail, right? In other words, you oh, have, oh, we you have a paper there trail. Is. We have everything. Here's what I think with the, is, with the inspectors. Whoever, you know, the inspectors, hey, Joe, whoever's... Go ahead. I think what you need to do, you got to take five or ten minutes every night during the show, 
and get the, the number of either the elected official or the community leader in that specific neighborhood and dial his cell phone and say, by the way, just want to let you know, this is week number seven where, you know, there, there's a possibility of poison running through this water system in this project. And would you do us a favor? Can you find out who in the city approved it, why they approved it? And, and also, can you check the other five jobs around it, which we believe, you know, were done by the same contractor? <laughs> So you so you got to start calling people and letting them know. You got to start telling the names on the show, okay? What's you know what's almost as important as having that you know identifying the people who help us is identifying the people by name, okay? Who make millions of dollars? They get tax adjustments, they get tax breaks, they get everything, okay? And and they continue to allow you know situations where people can burn down, or in this case, you know they could they could be drinking dirty water. It's it's actually mind-boggling. Go ahead, Don. It doesn't have to happen. Yeah, Yeah. because this is, you know, I, 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 you know, they have the names of the inspectors on all the documents. They, they have, they have the 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 stamped blueprints and all those things at 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 L and I. I can't even imagine how they're getting away with this because then, you know, you you have a U and O problem. Go ahead. They're issued. They're 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 submitting a drawing that shows it one way and installing it another. Installing it another way. Which means that the that's inspector, the, the inspector that's actually inspecting it to give the U and O is not doing the job because he's not looking at the blueprints and he's not looking at the job. Right. Uh, he's not. He's not validating that it's installed per the per drawing. Correct. Don Sweet and hey, Wayne. Way. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. I'm going to yeah. get to a break, but go ahead. Finish up. Yeah, before you get to your break, Villanova 4236. Houston can't hit a foul shot. Looks like Villanova, you know, if this continues, we'll be moving on. Knocking on Philly's team, Philly's team from Villanova. More on that after the break. Wayne Miller with us, Don Sweeten with us. Of course, our host, this is the John Doherty Hour. We'll take our final commercial break. Back in a moment. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on the John Doherty Hour, about four minutes and 30 seconds until we say goodbye. Quick hour number two, visiting, of course, for the full show with Wayne Miller. Don Sweeten joined us on the half hour. And, of course, uh, John Doherty. J-Doc, I'll come to you. I want to go around the horn. Yeah, I do not want to run out of time before we get to the top of the Yeah, we'd, we'd like to come to Don and, and, then, and then, of course, Wayne and then John. Don, uh, any closing thoughts as, as we move through yeah. this incredibly difficult situation? Real quick, I just, you know, any anybody listening, the victims here or these individuals, like I said, that are purchasing or renting these things, uh, it, the quality is, is horrendous, and it really needs to get straightened out. People's lives are at stake. Absolutely. Wayne Miller? Yes, the thing is, is that, again, with everything going on, uh, with with what's, what's happening, I, I just say to the people that, that uh, own these buildings, uh, own these townhouses, to contact their, their council person. Uh, they'll ask what, what, what's going on. Uh, also, there's been a new uh, a law supposed to be passed to, uh, add more, uh, to add more inspectors in the city. 
Uh, the thing is, is that, first of all, they're going to start training inspectors in individual issues. They've got to train them in fire. They've got to train them in plumbing. And they've got to train them in building. They can't train all of them in one thing. And also, they have to go out to the jobs. These guys, these inspectors don't go to the jobs. You know, they have to give write-offs when, when, when a job's ending that everything's good and everything's working, and they sign off on it. Well, the thing is, they're signing off on it, and they don't know what they're signing off on. And, and, and which, is, which is, you know, is a disgrace, and it has to stop. And sooner or later, something has to be done. Uh, you got to, someone has to be held accountable. And as Doc said earlier, just, just make, like on, on the Beach Street job, make them take the underground out. Make them take it out. It's because I'm, cer- I'm certainly going to go to the insurance companies when, it, when, when, when they turn that building over. And uh, that, that was installed by people that are not licensed, not skilled, not qualified. They didn't even know how to flush the systems. Or were they allowed to flush the systems? And they installed the piping. So that, that has to change. So, uh, but that's where we're at right to this day. And, and if the city don't do something, it'll never happen. Wayne, how can people find out if their situation at their building is, is okay? They can call 692, and Don and myself will come down and inspect it for free. And we'll tell you the exact truth, and we'll write, we'll write up a paper and show you what's right and what's wrong. And the thing is, that's what we did to Beach Street. We told them, go to the, the sales center and tell them you want a waiver because this is wrong, and I want it fixed right now. And John- that's what we'll do, and, and we'll do that for nothing. John Doherty, last word, my friend, before we roll out. Yeah, 42-40, Nova. Okay, tight game five minutes ago. Appreciate people listening to the show while they're watching it. There he goes. Gillespie just hit a three. (laughs) Listen, he's a a flat, cold assassin, that kid. He might be one of the best ever in Villanova history. He's that good. Uh, Listen, just, you know, even though all these issues are unbelievably important in our world, there's still an ugly world out there. So tonight, you know, when you say your prayers, keep them state troopers who got hit. That is a vicious way to move on. Uh, That is unbelievable. Uh, They have a dangerous job. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And also the leaders, not just in America and all these countries. I think in the next few weeks, there's going to be some crazy decisions made. You know, that nitwit in Russia dropped the bomb, you know, only minutes away from Poland. If that goes inside that line, we got a big problem. Okay, so guys, so keep all the guys who make decisions. You know, sometimes we, we pick and choose, you know, what we want to say about politics. You know, we all got to be Americans. We all got to pray for everybody, and let's keep this world safe, man. I kind of like the way we live, okay, and I don't want it to change. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the building trades, and let's say a big shout-out to our good friend Frank Keel, who's done a wonderful job making sure we all have all the facts we need for the show. Absolutely. No about Frank Keel. Good stuff, uh, John Dockery. A uh, great way to uh, end the John Doherty hour. Uh, Wayne Miller, Don Sweeten for the full hour. Wayne Miller, two hours with us tonight. Don Sweeten jumping in here on the John Doherty hour. That's going to do it uh, for the uh, two-hour live show and for the hour of the John Doherty hour. Uh, on behalf of Wayne Miller, on behalf of Don Sweeten, on behalf of J-Doc, and, of course, our gracious host, uh, John Doherty, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. My name is Joe Williams.